0: Hey guys, welcome to the Fantasy Coaches Podcast. This is your host, Steve Pintado, and my main man, Jibs Curtis. What's going on, Jibs?
1: What's going on, guys? How you doing
0: today? Oh yeah, we're back for episode four of our Divisional Breakdown. Today we're bringing you the AFC North today with the Steelers, Bengals, Browns, and Ravens. Um, Jibs, do you have any news to talk about before we get started today?
1: Well... Just a kind of minor one for now. Hopefully, it doesn't become major. But Zeke is not a happy camper down in Dallas. He's kind of going around frustrated over his contract talks. They all kind of prefer to get Dak
0: Prescott done first. Oh, uh, and I, absolutely, and it's definitely something you want to keep your eye on. Um, it could just be you know smokes and mirrors, people trying to hype it up more than what it is. Um, but we don't need another Le'Veon Bell situation coming out this year. That's for sure, especially with Zeke being a top two back most likely in your drafts.
1: Oh yeah, I've been there done that last year with Le'Veon. No, I don't want to do it again.
0: No, you don't. Um, some other news out there, um, you probably heard it over the weekend, but Melvin Gordon uh, basically told the Chargers he either signed me to a new deal or trade me. So that's something else you want to keep your eye on. He did just he did come back and say like he wants to play with the Chargers for the rest of his life, but that's what they're supposed to say. But, definitely keep your eye on these two you know they're both elite backs that are going in your top rounds of your draft so if you can hold off drafting until late August do that as much as you can um, and the only other signing uh, it's mediocre but uh Robbie gold did sign his free agency tender he actually got an extension of it two years at least maybe four um, it's not relative news that much unless you play with kickers but Robbie gold is a you know he's a top. He's a top-ten kicker if you're playing with kickers. So. All right, so done with the news around the league for the day. Um, Jibs, who are we start with today in the division breakdown? Who do you like first?
1: Uh, uh, we're going to start with the Pittsburgh Steelers, my team, that I think that's going to win the AFC North. Ooh, wow, big prediction. you got to give them early, brother.
0: Absolutely. So we'll start off with, you know, they were 9-6 and six last year. Uh, big Ben is back at the helm once again but he's got a little bit of a different receiving core than he did before. Antonio Brown is no longer there. Um, they signed, uh, Dante Moncrief. They have a couple young guys in there. Uh, James Connor and Juju Smith are back at the star rank, star power there. That's still going on. Um, Jibs, um, who do you like in fantasy for the Steelers this year?
1: I actually like a lot of people. Um, I think they have, uh, great values like big Ben. I love him. Um, James Conner, of course. I'm a huge Juju fan. And then um, I had to give it to one of the wide receivers. I'm going to say Dante Moncrief as of now. But um, the wide receivers, they consist of two pretty good uh, wide receivers. Um, As you can see, like in 2018, they had A.B. and um, Juju Smith-Schuster. A.B. finished two in standard, five in PPR. Juju finished nine in standard, eighth in PPR. The year before that in 2017, AB of course, 2 and 1 respectively, and then um, even Juju finished wide receiver 18 and 23. So they could sustain two uh, wide receivers. So there's definitely uh, filled with some fantasy gold.
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, Again, uh, to go back to the quarterback to start off with, you know, Big Ben had a career year last year. Um, it's definitely going to be a little bit different, but Big Ben hasn't been able to sustain these receivers from. Gr- ha- for having great fantasy value to him, um, Big Ben could be a number one quarterback again this year, and you're gonna you could get him late. You could wait until like the 12th or 13th round to really get him, and you won't have to spend high capital to actually get him. When it comes to the running backs, um, I'm really high on James Connor. People are 50 50 on him because of his injury last year, but I love James Connor. You know he rushed for 900 yards in 13 games last year. Um, he's someone I'm definitely targeting in the second round if I can get him. Um, he does have his backup, Jalen Samuel, who has been uh, on the field with Sam, uh, with Connors a lot. Um, but Samuel's, I think, is going to be more of like the pass catching back on the team. He did play well in, in his time frame when Connor was out. So if Connor were to go out again, you know, Samuel's was he was thir- RB thirteen for the weeks fourteen to seventeen. And they also have um, Benny Snell Jr. They drafted him. He was someone who was definitely overlooked in the draft, but I don't really think he's going to get as much playing time with the other two in front of him. If Connor were to go down, they might split it more between Samuels and maybe Sneal, Sneal. but um, he's definitely off your radar. For Juju, he's a top five, six receiver in fantasy this year. Um, And whoever does get the starting job, I know you like Dante Moncrief, Jibs, but whoever does get the starting job as opposite of Juju, they're going to have a great season. And just one player to look out for pushing PPR is Ryan Swisher. Uh, he was fantastic um, in certain situations last year, and with an open of targets now, he might actually have a decent season.
1: Yeah, I'm just going to piggyback on some some stuff you said before. Uh, currently on Fantasy Pros, Big Ben is going at uh, pick 116. Uh, he's definitely a quarterback. He could draft in a redraft league is late and not have to worry about picking a high QB. He also can be paired with uh, a low-risk, high-upside QB like uh, Jameis and Lamar Jackson and a bunch of quarterbacks in that range. I think uh, Big Ben kind of uh, also wore off his uh, his little jujus, his demons. Uh, in, like 2017, he was atrocious on the road and he played spectacularly well at home. Last year, uh, actually, uh, in 2017, uh, he had about 14.68 fantasy points on the road, and he kind of got that stabilized last year, having 21 fantasy points on the road, and he had 21.5 at home. So I, I think he could be a solid, consistent quarterback this year. Um, James uh, James Connor, I, I I like him this year as well. Um, definitely had him on the roster last year. I think. He may show some regression uh, with uh, Jalen Samuels having a more prominent role in the passing game. Um, He's still going to produce at high uh, RB1 numbers, but um, I just think without some of the catches he had, it kind of hurts his ceiling in the long run. Um, As you said, uh, no AB. There's 228 vacated targets from last year. Someone has to get them. I don't care (laughs) if Juju ends up with the same amount as he has last year. He has more. But, uh, as you said, Moncrief, Washington, Swisher, Vance McDonald, all get convicts to get some targets, some more targets. Maybe some more go to the running backs. You never know. But um, you definitely want to get one of these other wide receivers than Juju. Um, Fancy pros ADP, Dante Moncrief is going at pick 161. And James Washington's going at pick one twenty two. So these are some lottery tickets you could cash in.
0: Hopefully, oh absolutely, during draft day. absolutely. I mean, you're you're getting one of those guys for a steal, and they could definitely be easily a top, you know, top thirty receiver at some point during the season. Um, Chips, do you like Vance McDonald? Because I'm not a really fan of him this year, honestly. I, I don't really like him. I really don't want to draft him if I don't have to. Are you are you targeting him at all?
1: Yeah, like I sometimes forget the draft tight ends <laughs> when it when it comes to the draft, especially early in the early rounds. I try to like kinda of pick my spot for him and I just think that he could be a, a not like a high end tight end, you know, but someone consistent that could give you a good PPR floor. He's not splitting time with uh Jesse James anymore, so he'll have more snap percentage and more opportunities. So I think he could be a decent maybe a
0: tight end eight or nine like he performed last year again oh okay okay I get I understand that I just I'm I'm, I'm not drafting him I'd rather draft one of the second receivers on the Steelers than draft him personally so oh
1: yeah that's true but you know tight ends are uh, a diamond a dozen
0: <laughs> well, that they are <laughs> that they are alright well I think that's everything that we have on the Steelers here uh, we'll switch our focus over to the Cincinnati Bengals they were 6-10 and last year just some fun facts on them um you know, Andy Don's coming back. They, had, they drafted Ryan Finley in the fourth round of this year's draft. They do have Joe Mixon and Gio Bernard. They did draft Trevion Williams and Rodney Anderson. They still have their receiving core of A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd, and John Ross. And they re-signed C.J. Uzama and Tyler Eifert again. And they also drafted the most boring name in probably football, in Drew Sample. So, um, Jibs, I'll, I'll let you start. Um Do you see Andy Dalton as being a possible sleeper this year, or am I just crazy to think that?
1: (laughs) He could be a sleeper, but, um, you know, Andy Dalton has been the poster boy for mediocre quarterback, but maybe this is the year he finally could get that uh, tag off him, but I don't really think so. Um, I think he could be a sleeper this year because they did have some overhaul in their coaching department. They finally got rid of bum-ass Marvin Lewis. They... Um, they brought in Zach Taylor, uh, he's from the Sean McVay philosophy, so I think the offense could take a bigger leap than it did last year, so, um, sleeper, yes,
0: targeting, no. No, I mean, he's, you know, ADP 230, he's like the 29th ranked quarterback this year. I mean, I feel like that's a little low, I feel like he's gotta be a bit higher, um, but, you know, if he's on your waivers and he starts playing well, pick him up, I mean, that offense could be great. Could just flop again. Um, Ryan Finley could actually get a starting chance if they want to see where they're at, if, especially if they're having a bad season. Um, from what I know about him, he was a very accurate quarterback in college. Um, he could throw the deep ball. Um, he could provide some different kind of value for this team, that under then mediocre Andy Dolan. But again, you're staying away from these Cincinnati quarterbacks until, until you know they actually prove that they're worthy of playing them. Um, so let's move over to the running backs. Um, Joe Mixon coming back for his third season had a hell of a year last year. Um, even though he was a little banged up, um, he's right now being taken in the second round of most drafts. Um, maybe end of the first round. Uh, Jibs, are you taking Mixon early or are you, are you wait, are you going to hold off on him?
1: I actually will take Mixon early. Um, Never been a big fan of him, but like after Andy Dalton went down last year and he had to keep playing the rest of the games out, he performed. like Without a quarterback, you would think like the whole offense would go into the toilet, but Joe Mixon definitely showed what he was worth to me last year in that final stretch of games. Um, I think his ADP is justified where he's going just because of like the work coach workhorse appeal that he kind of presents he does get a lot of volume Um, he can catch he can run and I think it's justifiable especially he may even move up because of the situation with Melvin Gordon and Ezekiel Elliott so like if he goes in the first round I probably won't touch him but right in the end of the round one I guess like pick 11 or 12 yeah I can do it definitely Mm -hmm. double down
0: on that I mean, he's definitely someone, if he's sitting in the second round at the right spot, I'll definitely take him. You know, he averaged 4.9 yards a carry last year. So, like, I think Mixon could take it even to the next level. There's one concern I do have, because I keep hearing reports that Gio Bernard is playing with the first team a lot more now. Um, you know, Mixon isn't, he wasn't drafted with this new coaching regime. Um, I don't know how they really feel about him, but if they're putting Mixon and Gio in the backfield, I don't know if that's going to stop him from, Getting to that next level or not. And another thing that really concerns me, maybe it's more for dynasty purposes on this one, guys, but they did draft Trevion Williams and Rodney Anderson, both really great running backs in college. Um, it's very confusing why they went and drafted two young running backs when they, you know, Joe Mixon is relatively young and you know, Gio's a little older, but uh, it's definitely a concern if, you know, if they want to resign sign Mixon or not, maybe. I mean, just something to look out for to keep your eyes on. Uh, especially for dynasty, if you don't think if you think Joe Mixon is a long term guy for you, he may or not might not be with the Bengals in a couple of years. I don't know.
1: But, yeah, we definitely won't know, but um, things are looking up for him though. That's
0: for sure. Oh, absolutely, and at least the
1: Bengals in general.
0: Absolutely, and for this year in redrafts, definitely second round guys take them. Take them if you can. And
1: uh, don't don't sleep on Geo either because he definitely uh, produced numbers when uh, Mixon got hurt earlier in the year.
0: Gio's always been a, a player who you put him in for a couple of weeks, like two or three weeks, and he he's an he's an RB one all the time. So um, if you want to handcuff him, I, I would never see anything wrong with that. Um, getting over to, reliable, <laughs> over reliable, absolutely, just, Um Getting over to the receiving core, you know, uh, how do you feel about AJ Green and Tyler Boyd this year? Uh, are you are you drafting them?
1: I, I feel like I'm an AJ Green junkie. I just can't get off. <laughs> And he does the same thing to me every time he gets hurt later on in the year. Um, it's kind of, like, I, I, I like, I would I love to draft him. I said I wouldn't draft him, but, like, where he's going in drafts is just, like, wild. He's going in the third, or, I guess, yes, the third round. The third round if you're playing 12 teams. Um... hovering around, like, pick 30, like, you're going to get a a wide receiver one at pick 30? Come on, like, sometimes you just got to take that opportunity. Uh, He's bunched up with, uh, what, T.Y., Stefan Diggs, and Thielen around that group. It's just hard. You can pick your poison out of the litter, but, like, I might just kind of take the opposite approach and get void later on in the draft for less draft capital, though.
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, like you said, if if I mean it's very hard not to want to take AJ Green in the third round, it's just like, oh my god, like how do I not take him? But um I think having A. J. Green back on the field helps Tyler Boyd. Um, people again on this is another one that people are like fifty fifty on Tyler Boyd here out there, you know, like some of them like they like him a lot again this year, and some of them like, no, he's not he's he, he hit his mark, he's done. But he was really great last season, he really broke out uh and he actually was a better receiver when a j green was on the field so if people think that like a j green's back, no targets for him no like when a j green went down, he actually was a worse receiver he was from he went from fifteen to twenty after a j green went down in that time frame, so you know Tyler boyd could be a sneaky wide receiver too for you this year and actually have some kind of production to him
1: oh yeah, and um another note like i said, zach Taylor's taken over. You saw what uh, he did with the uh, Rams' offense and then McVay. They support support three wide receiver sets. Uh, You saw what Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, and Brandon Cooks could do. And um, also taking a note out of Cooper Cupps that he's uh, the majority. uh, Who who would you think plays the slot? They kind of rotate a lot, but I think Cup plays a lot of the slot, do you think?
0: Oh, yeah, Cup's the slot guy of the team. Um, Definitely, you know, Woods and um, Cooks are on the outside for sure.
1: So so picture nice uh Tyler Boyd in the slot just catching them rips from Nandy Dalton, catching the touchdown passes, getting the red zone looks I think it's just a perfect pair for the Bengals going forward.
0: Oh, absolutely. And again, um some of you people who think John Ross is possible breakout, it's possible. But <laughs> At this point I, I don't really think John Ross is, is cut out for this wide receiver NFL wide receiver life um, maybe you know maybe this new coaching regime brings a spark to him but until you can see it I'm not drafting him unless you want to waste your last pick on a possibility of him playing well this year don't worry about him
1: yeah I don't, I don't want nothing to do with yeah. him. Um, <laughs> last year he had multiple games with two catches and a touchdown. And his highest reception total was three catches.
0: Yeah, like, that's what yeah. you're going to get out of him. Like, And it's going to be very just hard. It's not good. It's just not good. Um, and it's, to even go off that the Cincinnati tight end position, I want nothing to do with them. Nothing. <laughs> nothing to do with the Cincinnati tight end position. None of those players excite me. I mean, Ty- Tyler Eifert is everyone still wishing for his 2016 10-touchdown season. It's not coming back, guys. He's just... It's It was a one-and-done thing, you know, but it's over for their, t- 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 their tight end position.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely done chasing that glory. Um, you know, the deal, like, he looks good enough to get to camp, and then by the first month of the season, Eifert's on the IR spot. And exactly. You got to dump him on waivers or hold him because you're kind of, like, waiting for him to come back. Uzama proved to be good last year while filling in for the – decimated tight end roster <laughs> but um, if Drew Sample was a actually a good uh, receiving tight end in college I think he would probably be stealing some snaps from both of them but he's more of a blocking tight end so he's more of a sitting, to see how it goes and develops for Dynasty purpose
0: oh absolutely um, uh, like I said I'm still not drafting any of these guys <laughs> so they're off my radar and they should off be your radar guys as well so
1: Just stick to the wide receivers and the running backs. Exactly.
0: (laughs) They'll get you somewhere, at least. Um, So let's go to a more talented roster, as they probably have the biggest hype train of anyone this offseason, the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Cleveland Browns finished 7-8-1 last year. They brought in uh, Kareem Hunt on a one-year deal. They traded for Odell Beckham Jr. And um, So let's get into it. Um, Jibs, where do you rank... Baker Mayfield in this new looked offense.
1: Oh man, that's a good question.
0: Um, Is he in your top five?
1: He's he's five. He could be five, but like he's definitely going to be around like five to seven range for me. Mm-hmm. Most likely six.
0: Not, I mean, I have him in the top five. I mean, I, I think he's he's number five, unfortunately, but I, I think he's going to have a great season this year. I mean, he was fantastic last year. One, once you know Freddie Kitchens took over, he was the ninth-ranked quarterback in fantasy from that forward, that played on, and like he knows how to divvy up the ball. To you know, he you knows how to divvy up the ball. They have a great run game to do play action with. He's got a true number one receiver in Odell. Um, I think the sky is the limit for a Baker Mayfield this year. I'm I love him. Yeah, I think he sold me. I'm
1: gonna bump him up one. but uh, yeah yeah, the sky's the limit like deep ball threat Odell's gonna be happy they have the cream de la of the receiving core in the NFL Uh, this offense just reeks of like fantasy production it's just like where are you gonna get it Um, like you said like you can't go wrong with Baker and he won't prove you wrong either
0: Absolutely, I think he's a surefire, safe bet this year to have a solid production. To him, but um, you know, I think you know we're pretty clear on how, what kind of quarterback Baker is going to be for us in fantasy this year. Um, what do we do about the running back situation? I know Nick Chubb had a great season last year. You know, he was our he went on a tear once Carlos Hyde got traded. and He was the RB eight from that point forward, and you know, I'm pretty sure you and me both. Ran to the waivers the day it happened, and some of us picked up Nick Chubb, and some of us wasn't able to. So, um, are you drafting Nick Chubb, and where are you drafting him? At? Is he a second round guy?
1: Oh, Nick Chubb is a second round guy, just because I think that he could give you a spark plug. If you if you're worried about the Cream Hunt signing, he give you a spark plug till Cream Hunt takes over. I don't think Cream Hunt's going to just like. Pop up on the field and start getting snaps. Soon as he comes back from suspension, I think it's going to be a one or two game buffer before he even starts getting like quality snaps. Um, you it, they could also take a different approach. They could be like, "Hey, like we're just going to run Chubb out and then um receive some carries so we keep him fresh for the playoff run." If they think they're going to get to the playoffs, um, like you said, uh. Nick Chubb finished uh standard scoring fifteen and he's finished seventeen to PPR. Did you know that he was averaging less than seven percent of the snaps before he they traded Carlos Hyde?
0: I mean, he wasn't playing that much and he wasn't you know, he didn't have the opportunity like when Carlos Hyde was there, so. Well
1: nah. And I think he had that one I think it was a primetime game where he had those Three carries for like a hundred plus yards, oh, the yeah. touchdown, something wild.
0: Yeah, it was a wild game for him to have that. So,
1: so like I, I think like he he's it's gonna be justifiable for him to pick get picked in the second round in most fantasy drafts. You can't go wrong with having some volume, a young back, and just like you said, like Kareem Hunt's gonna be suspended if he comes back and they want him to keep him. But like I think he'll. Use this as like a s- stepping stone to get a deal somewhere
0: else. Absolutely, and you're not drafting Cream Hunt, are you? Because I- I'm not drafting Cream Hunt whatsoever. Nah, I'm sorry, too many bar fights
1: for me.
0: Yeah, guys, don't drop Cream Hunt. You know, you're wasting a roster spot unless you have like a ten man rost, a ten man bench roster. Okay, maybe that's you know, you can take the spot. But if you have a f- like a five to seven man roster spot, don't waste it on Cream Hunt. He's not going to get you the production you want. Um and that i mean for duke johnson as well uh since will throw him in there he is the third down passing back i guess you would say um he has some val- i think he has some value in PPR um i think they're going to use him as much as they can and maybe trade him midseason um but he's part of their team or he wouldn't have been traded he would have been traded by now so just keep an eye on him so oh yeah
1: like duke johnson is definitely a true flex, one of those true flex players in PPR leagues. You can just throw him in there on the whim, and he can give you some reliable numbers. Um, if I do take some um, stock in Duke Johnson, I'll probably be on the more of the mindset that he's going to get traded. It's been ongoing for months and months and months. He just, I believe he just uh, got a new agent, so like he's trying to get out of Cleveland. So he could be traded to a team that needs a running back, a la maybe the Buccaneers who, like, throw the ball, kind of works, kind of works, you know, like, oh, yeah. so you could probably get, like, a nice little uh, boost in your little stock of Duke Johnson if he get traded.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, of the three of those, Nick Chubb is the only one you guys really really got to worry about is drafting, like I said, maybe Duke, but besides that, Nick Chubb is all back. But uh let's get into some uh, who Baker Mayfield's going to be passing to this year. Um I'm going to start on this one Jibs, because I feel really strongly about this, but I'm sure you won't feel as strong as uh, I do about it and maybe some experts out other experts out there. Um I don't like Odell as much as everyone else is liking Odell <laughs> this year. I swear to you, um I think he was a receiver who would get like 10 targets a game with the Giants, but who else was there? Shelling Steppard, having Ingram. I mean these there's no players that he he doesn't have the he has a, such a better core now than he did when he was in those five, three four, four years in New York. Um, I think Jarvis Landry will eat targets up as well, not being the number one guy and back going back into his regular slot position. They do like Antonio Callaway, and him and Baker does do have some kind of connection together. Um, they have the running backs in the backfield catching balls. You know they do have a great tight end in Njoku. Um, you know, I think what you're seeing from Odell from this past season when he was like wide receiver 15, maybe he's wide receiver 10, 12 this year. For me personally, um, I'm not drafting him in the early rounds, especially like first round, early second, maybe late second. But uh, I'm saying I'm standing by it that Odell is not going to have this crazy season that everyone's predicting from. What do you feel? How do you feel about that, Jibs? You know,
1: like what a hot take, and I actually agree.
0: Do you really <laughs> like, agree? What? Yeah, I
1: actually do. I love um, it, man. <laughs> it's only it's only justifiable because um you saw like last year. Baker Mayfield likes to spread the ball out. Um, they do have Jarvis Landry. He's a prominent force in the slot. He has deep ball receivers in Callaway. Another guy, I forget his name. But um, Njoku barely could sustain, like, five catches a game. And then another big little stat to know is they only had 50 vacated targets last year. And they brought in Odell Beckham, so that's like over you would think that's over a hundred. So like there's gonna be a struggle for targets in the receiving core. I don't know where the who's gonna get what. I think Odell Beckham will get like his share, his line share of the targets, but some weeks he probably won't. I think he will be a wide receiver one this year, but I think he's gonna be more in the back end, I think like ten twelve range. But then again, like if Baker Mayfield takes that next leap and they're just like the next greatest show on turf, OBJ could be the wide receiver one again. You just never know.
0: And that's but, that's possible. It's real possible. I, I just don't believe it, you know? I just don't think it's gonna happen for him personally.
1: But like you said, like where he's going in drafts, I probably wouldn't like to get him. I maybe I could, if I could get him around like 14, fourteen, fifteen, I'll take him if I didn't get a um wide receiver in the first round. But I need a little bit of uh some. I need him to drop a little bit more for me to take him with an early pick.
0: Yeah, and in Fantasy Pros, he's actually ADP fourteen right now. But every mock draft I'm seeing, he's going earlier than that. So I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's going to go up. So um, if I'm not getting him in a late second, I probably won't end up drafting him. More than likely, so of course,
1: yeah. um, I'll trade for him.
0: <laughs> yeah absolutely if he plays well I mean I could definitely get a trade out of him um are you are you drafting Landry or Callaway um are you, are you taking a shot on them at some point
1: I'll take Landry like you said like I said with Odell Beckham if it's at the right point in the draft and he kind of falls a little bit but I I personally don't really want to get anyone besides a Cleveland running back or Odell Be- Beckham Jr. okay
0: I mean I like Landry in the sixth. If I get Landry in the sixes, maybe my wide receiver three. I won't be mad at that. Maybe take a shot on Callaway um late in the draft, as you know, he won't be he won't be on the number one or two targets, you know, or by the defend targeted by the defenders, you know, they're gonna worry about Odell and Landry. So maybe take a shot on him.
1: Uh-huh. Never could go wrong.
0: Yeah, well Getting I mean some bench that yeah, I mean, I don't know, like, everyone's expecting this offense just to burst out, and I'm I'm just, I, I see it, but I don't see it in the full ex- extent for fantasy, um, especially when we get to the tight end position in Njoku. Um, I'm not drafting Njoku this year either, and it's mostly because of these receivers. Like, I think, like, Njoku is this, you know, he's a physical receiver, he's gifted, he's got the tools to do it. I just think now that Odell is there now, it just it limits him from taking that next step. He could be again. He finished right, uh, tight end nine last year. He could finish tight end again nine this year. He's gonna have some good games, and he's gonna have some one catch or three yard game. You know, um, I don't think he takes another step beyond what he already did this year, especially with Odell there.
1: Totally agree with you. I, I've been on the Najoku train, and you're pretty much on full tilt by the third quarter looking at your phone, refreshing, refreshing, still has no points. Definitely don't want to deal with that, and that was with less talent on the roster last
0: year. So, exactly. So you have a very valid point. Yeah, exactly. So, again, big guys to worry about guys is Baker, Odell, and the receivers. I mean, the running backs. Um, keep your eye on all of them in your drafts this year. Um, so we get to our last team, the Baltimore Ravens, the, the division champs of last year. Um Little fun facts: uh, Lamar Jackson took over mid-season for Joe Flacco and went on a, a quarterback fantasy tear for r- rushing yards in a season. They have new running backs and in Mark Ingram being signed over from the Saints. They drafted a guy named Justice Hill, um, and they still have some old guys in there and Ed, uh, Gus Edwards and Kenneth Dixon. Uh, the receiving core got much younger, and. Uh, Hollywood Brown was drafted, and Miles Boykins, um, and then they they brought they have their tight end core as well of Mark Andrews, Hayden Hurst, and Nick Boyle. Um, Jibs, we'll start with Lamar Jackson, the quarterback at the helm. Uh, are you taking a shot at him as being your number one quarterback, or is he more of like someone you're gonna pair with somebody else and maybe to see if he goes
1: good? Oh, I I could take him as my number one quarterback, but I definitely would pair. Just for his um kind of inconsistency in the passing game, like he was a very polarizing quarterback last year. Uh, he he didn't make his living in the passing game at all, but his rushing ability allows him to have a steady floor on a week-to-week basis. Um, I believe last year he had four games with a hundred and fifty or less passing yards, and he only had three games with a hundred and fifty plus passing yards, and he only threw two hundred yards once all last year in the games he started. But, like I said, vice versa, the running game, he averaged 79 rushing yards per game, and that's, like, easy on his sleep. Um, My only, like, kind of worry about Lamar Jackson is that they kind of tick back his rushing attempts, and that kind of depletes his floor, so unless he gets very good passing during the OTAs and training camp, he could have some fantasy shock and
0: flex it down yeah absolutely um again you know last year he was a broken player as you know he rushed for 600 yards in five games i believe like that's insane especially for the quarterback position you know that he gets an extra like 10 points a game just of that i mean you know they you can hope that he improves in the passing game becomes a more polished passer um but i i think based on what they brought in this offseason like they're focusing on him having to run the ball again, um, again. Hopefully, they can learn from their mistake—not their mistakes, but the mistakes of others, like RG3, who's actually on the team, um, and not like just run him into the ground. Um, and if you're gonna take a shot on him, go for it. Definitely go for it. But draft someone to back him up. You know, a lot of people don't like to draft two quarterbacks, but for this situation, take a shot on guys like you know Dak or Big Ben or. Rivers, who, who are falling into the double digits, and you can, you know, back him up just in case he doesn't pan out or if he gets injured. I mean, and he does have a fumbling issue. So, um, again, if you're going to do it, just have a backup just in case. You know, we move over to the RB position. Jibs, um, uh, do you like Mark Ingram? Do you think Mark Ingram's you know, going to keep the load all season for himself? Or, you know, is there anyone else there you might like better than him?
1: Like, I like marking him this year you get him pretty you get him at a decent value in drafts I think he could be RB2 most weeks uh I don't think he's gonna get like the full like line share of carries like uh we'll say like a Zeke or Joe Mixon or something like that but I think he'll have a decent like spoonful of touches that allow him to meet that criteria of RB2 every week um I, I, I just want to see how things pan out with the Gus Edwards or Kenneth Dixon. Like Kenneth Dixon has been an experiment for three or four years now. Almost like Devonte Parker is going to be his breakout year, and he gets hurt or something happens, and you don't see him. Gus Edwards was like everyone's Cinderella last year. Um, he's, he doesn't. Uh, he kind of doesn't have uh, receiving abilities, but he could definitely take some um, touches at the goal line. And Justice Hill is hurt, so. I would like to see what Justin Hill could do, but like I don't think he'll be back by time. Oh I uh, know.
0: Actually is Justin Hill I think I'm thinking I don't think Bryce he is hurt It's Bryce Love, It's Bryce Love. Justin Hill. I, I like she'd love Justin Hill possibly to take over at some point this year. Um, uh, well. I think Gus Edwards is a, is his camp cut. I think they keep Kenneth Dixon for his receiving ability. Um, again, I liked Mixon when they signed him. I was huge on him and then they signed this kid Justice Hill um in the draft they drafted him actually and he he reminds me of a real shifty receipt running back who can like just kind of do it all and i wouldn't be surprised if at some point this season that justice hill actually takes over or it's more of like a 50/50 split which is a headache for fantasy but um he could have a real opportunity to put up some good fantasy numbers this year
1: Wow, you just put me on Justice Hill. Uh, I know like I'm,
0: that. <laughs> I'm putting you on all the players that I'm looking for now. We're we're in, a, <laughs> we're in like seven drafts together. You're gonna just take all my players now, like. Uh, me, I wouldn't do that. Come on, Sure, dude. sure. We're well, lucky we're not drafting each other most of these drafts. So
1: <laughs> only a few, but um, yeah. But the only thing about like Justice Hill, like. Probably have to hold them for weeks upon weeks, and you know how much of a headache that can get, especially when bye weeks happen.
0: So, yeah, absolutely. And um, as we shift over to the receiving part of the teams, this is actually a swap from what we talked about the Bengals before. Um, I don't like the receivers at all this year for the Ravens. Um, Hollywood Brown, uh, he's still coming off his injury. I don't know what he's going to do and how they're going to use him to Lamar Jackson's strengths. Uh, Willie Sneed had a little, like, success with him last year in PPR, someone who could put up, like, 11 points a game. Um, You know, Miles Boykins is that taller receiver, the go up and catch a kind of guy. Um, If you want to take a shot on any one of these guys, I wouldn't do it until double double digits, at least. Uh, I don't really trust anyone on that receiving core. And when it comes to the tight ends... um, my big sleeper and tight end this year is actually Mark Andrews. Um, he and Lamar Jackson had a little connection last year, uh, and he was, you know, during that time frame that him and Jackson were the starters. Um, you know, he was tight end thirteen. You know, it doesn't sound that great, but for a tight end position, that's you know, that's not bad, especially with now having another year rapport with him. Um, they do have Hayden Hurts, a former first round pick, so he might get opportunity. And they did ha- re-sign Nick Boyle to a pretty big extension, but he's was brought back slowly to be a blocking tight end for them. Um, besides, you know, Andrews, I'm not really touching any of these guys. Jibs, who do you, like, are you going to go for any of these guys at some point? Do they intrigue you?
1: Mark Andrews.
0: <laughs> Mark Andrews. We're on the same page a lot of times here. Loving it.
1: The Sleeper tight end of the year.
0: Oh, uh, absolutely.
1: <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's if I was taking a shot in the receiving court, it would have to be Marquise Brown. I think they could use him almost like a gadget player. Like, a, would they use, like, Taylor Gabriel as in Atlanta when they in Chicago? Maybe he could have, like, some moves like Tyree Cohen, too. But um, it's just going to be hard to trust a wide receiver on the Ravens. Like I mentioned above, like, if Lamar Jackson only throws 200 passing yards, like, most of these guys are going to have, like, the – 50 to 40 to 30 yards, and um, that's definitely not sustainable, especially if you're paying – you're not going to be paying top capital to get these guys, but it's just going to be like – you're just going to be feeling sick to your stomach starting these guys, especially if you're trying to rely on them for about 15 points where you're not even going to get it most weeks.
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, I I get what you're saying on that, but I'm going to stay away from – uh, I have no interest in these players. Um, besides maybe the running game, and I said Mark Andrews, who I kind of like for the late sleeper. Um, the rest of the Ravens don't excite me that much on offense.
1: Um, no, and they also aren't going high in drafts either. Mark East Brown is going pick 163 according to Fantasy Pro, so you could just tell if he's going there, the rest of them are pretty much like not even getting
0: looked at. Yeah, and he actually probably just went up because – I looked at my rankings. I'd say a couple like two days ago, and he was at 183. So he's moving up a little bit. Uh, So if you're drafting soon, take him now. Get get him on your team if you if you have if you think he's a good player for you.
1: Totally agree. And then uh, Mark Andrews is uh, 180 on Fantasy Pro, so that's like discount double check sleep. Oh,
0: absolutely, for sure, for sure. You're someone you can double target in double digit rounds. Um so uh Jibs, did you wanna talk about anyone else? Is there anyone else in this division you you wanna just mention or anything like that?
1: No, I think we're done here.
0: Oh absolutely. Um I think uh we covered just about everyone who you, you could go after and, you know, draft and put on your starting lineup. Um we really appreciate you guys listening again. We're hoping you guys really enjoy what we're doing right now. We enjoy it for sure. Um we're hoping to, you know, even provide you with even more coaching information to help you guys with your starting lineup every year. Um, again, continue to listen to us um, and definitely give us a follow on Twitter. Um, you can follow our Twitter podcast uh, over at uh, Coach's Fantasy. Um, you can follow me at CoachStevenP. Uh, Jib, so why don't you tell the viewers where they can follow you at.
1: And that's always at that Hot Hot Take Concho.
0: Yes, Hot Take Honcho. Give him a follow as well. Um, you guys, you can listen to this. If wherever you're listening from already, tell everyone we're on Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, most, most platforms actually provide podcasts out there for you. Um, we'll be back next week doing the, or oh, later this week, actually we'll be doing the NFC North and going over that breakdown and maybe have a special guest. We're not sure yet. Um, but, uh, we really appreciate you guys taking the time and hopefully, and hopefully listen to this, uh, podcast for us. And, uh, you know, I want to thank you guys again, and
1: uh, you guys have a great one now. All right. Deuces.